House of Run podcast. What are you into these days? Mostly running, Howard. Running. Yeah. Look at Bill! Look at Bill! Coming on! Bill, you're coming on! I'm not thinking about making the team. I'm thinking about gold in Munich. What can I say? I got beat by a zebra. Starts now. Welcome back, everyone, to the House of Run podcast. House of Run at gmail.com is the email address. I'm Kevin. He's Jason. You're probably listening to the show on Friday or Saturday. I'm not going to guess anymore when the show comes out. I got confident last week, and I was humbled. Jason was supposed to post it. Then he got stuck into an airport. It's just bad luck, I think, when I say I know when the show is going to come out. So yeah, let's I, just say it's going to come out at some point before the next show. It's, it's Wednesday night currently. I am at my house, so I have every intention of posting this <laughs> after we finish recording. Um, I presume a bear is going to come break into my house or something, and not not kill me, like steal my laptop, maybe. Yeah, um, yeah I, I mean, we recorded again uh, on Wednesday last week, and uh, I think we we talked about it, and we were confident it was going to. We're go making up. jokes. Yep, because we had recorded Fridays multiple <laughs> weeks for some reason, yeah. but uh, brought my mic to Mississippi. Record from from the hotel was feeling good, um, and then got stuck in Austin mm. for over a day um, because of flight delays and things like that. Um, and that's where you live, Kevin. I don't know if you're aware of that. Um, yeah, I found out too late to make a difference. Yeah, did not meet up because I wasn't supposed to be there um, for that long. It was a connecting flight. Mm-hmm. I landed at like five something, and uh, my I was supposed to leave around seven something. Flight kept getting pushed back. And this this was one of the weirder experiences for me. So it originally, you know, gets delayed an hour, gets delayed an hour because that's how they do it, right? They can't just mm-hmm. go, "Hey, you've got five hours to kill. Go grab dinner with one of your best friends and come back mm-hmm. later," because mm-hmm. that would have been fine. <laughs> they go, "No, it'll be an hour, and then it'll be an hour, and then like at like ten thirty, mm-hmm. they're like, "All right, everybody, here's the deal." <laughs> I swear to God, this is how it went down. Yeah. She's like. We've got a flight that's coming in, but we've got to make a really quick changeover because we have like a hard stop of yeah. when we're allowed to take off due to sky law or something like that. I don't know. And Earth sports. Earth sports, yeah, regulated law, this. Yeah. Um, we all had to take drug tests. <laughs> but so she's like, hey, this is like, I'm not joking. We have to board this plane and like when it, when it lands, we have to get on in like 10, 15 minutes. And that's your dream because you're a fast boy. I'm ready to go. I mean, I, I feel like this can be done all the time, except, you know, there's always those people who are trying to ruin it. Yeah. So, like, but this plane's not going to land until after midnight. Mm-hmm. So she comes over this loudspeaker every 20 minutes, begging people to check their bags more because that'll speed up the process. No overhead bins and all that. Yeah, yeah. So we're, we're going through that process, and she keeps talking mm-hmm. about it. I'm like, okay, let's, let's, let's do this. So at, like, midnight plane lands it, it deboards where she's like we have to be on by twelve twenty five. doors have to be shut mm-hmm. um so we start boarding at like twelve ten. so i'm like oh man this is not looking good that's late we everyone boards not joking like last person sits down at like twelve twenty four. we're in like perfect shape wow. so we we pull into the runway and like we're literally ready to ready to take off and then the captain comes in the loudspeaker and says uh, there's a plane about to land, um, and unfortunately, that is preventing us from taking off, and Oof. now it's too late, so we cannot leave. And I swear I thought he was joking for the first, like, 15 seconds, because I'd been at the airport for, like, seven hours, and I was kind of yeah. losing my mind a little bit. 
And so, yeah, we loop back and then go At back to the At that point, did you consider asking if you could fly under protest? <laughs> Definitely considered it. Um, I was willing to do whatever. I, I don't know. It worked for Noah Lyles. It did. I said, listen. That's, yeah. FAA, whatever, whoever the governing body is right now, I know that we're – at 1227 and we had to leave at 1225 but let's just do this under protest if possible yeah, i wish i had Show some noah lyles type pull you know and that's what i figured out i tried to the throw the house part. run podcast name out there <laughs> apparently no one's ever heard of it that's news you know, to me do you know who i am yeah, yeah yeah um so have to spend the night there um i text you the next morning saying hey i'm still in austin yeah but you know because i wasn't going to text you at, at one in the morning obviously um you got kids you got a life um and then the flight was supposed to leave at 9 a.m. that day. Kids, Guess yes. What Life, no. <laughs> Guess what didn't leave at 9 a.m.? That flight. So ended up finally changing my flight and getting back late on Friday night. Just so, in time to post the podcast. To post the podcast. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Who knows Hopefully when this is posted go. after this, though. Wednesday. Well, we had a meet today. So even if we wait two days, it's true. Not it'll only be a couple days old. So we'll talk Leven. We'll talk Milrose. We can preview U.S. Indoors, preview World Cross, got a few emails to read, and I think we wanted to talk about Ted Lasso coming back too, right? We're oh, doing yeah, that at the end? that's right. All right. You, are you prepared for that, or do you want to wait? I feel Man, like you're we, always I mean, that was a pretty Ted full Lasso. show. I guess we'll see what, what, how we're doing on time, because we've got, okay. we got about a month until the, the debut, right? Yeah, I just think it's only going to get – the shows are only going to get more packed from here, but maybe I'm, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Leven was good. Some call Leven the Milrose of Europe, or maybe Milrose is the Leven of the United States. Mm. One, one, one or the other. But two of the best indoor meets might end up being the best indoor meets of the year. I know Birmingham has some good fields later on in in the season, but without World Indoor Championships, it just it felt like these were the the two big ones. This was the peak of the indoor season, which is weird because the indoor season just started, but. We got a world record in Leven, men's 3,000. One of your Daniel Coleman, one of your favorite records, the Daniel Coleman record. Hey, if you take down a record from Daniel Coleman's, like, whatever it is, 20 months where he was invincible, yeah, yeah, that's a big deal. Yeah, and it was Gurma, another Ethiopian steepler, because Wale was really close uh, to getting it last year. He ran 724.98. Gurma, Gurma gets it, gets it done in an impressive fashion katir also went under the old record this was fun because you had a real race to get it and you knew whoever got it was going to get the world record because you're just doing the math or you're looking at the time projections on the screen and you're like with a lap to go or even two laps to go okay they only need to run a 60 whatever it was 59 to to break the record and that's rare to have a world record up for grabs yeah, like that, and Germa held on. Ultimately, the last fifty it wasn't that dramatic because he he was pulling away, adding distance to Katir. But yeah, he gets it. Um, what was it seven twenty three? What was seven twenty three? Yikes! I don't have it in front of me. Yeah, but anyway. I was just trying to pull it up. But seven twenty three eighty one. There it is. So good, good amount. He beat it by. Yeah. No, I mean he more was more than a second. Third fastest. 3,000 period. Oh, uh, I didn't even think about that. The doors were out. Mm. Um, you took the roof off this thing. Right? I mean, that's, uh, you know, just 
just a little behind El Garouge and obviously Komen 720. Mm-hmm. Um, but but no one else had ever broken 725 in history. So I mean that's mm-hmm. a it's a really obviously just a crazy time. I mean that's um, yeah, like I said, if you break a break a Komen record, um, that's a big deal. And just yeah, like I said, it was a race which normally we don't get in these record attempts. I mean, you know, it wasn't exactly to the finish line, but it was it was still competitive for sure. It was it was it was still a race when you knew the record was going to happen. Yeah. I guess is the way I would phrase that. It, so it was part of the pot if you won was you'd get a world record. That that, right. was, that was pretty cool. So yeah, Katir 724 68 and this field was stacked crop Baylu Grant Fisher was in there. He ran seven thirty five. I thought he'd get the American record. I thought. Yeah, he fell off pretty good. Yeah, I'm. There was huge gaps by the end. I mean, th- that thing really broke open. Um, I mean, I guess when you're on seven twenty pace, yeah, it can it can come up and bite you a little bit. Yeah, ton of pace setters in this one. It's season debut for Fisher, but I don't know how much debuts even even matter anymore. But before we go any further. Real world record song, I think, for Lamecha Gurma. Agreed. Well, it's a world record, the likes of which has never been seen. Well, it's a world record. Highest, fastest, farthest a human's ever achieved Wouldn't believe if I told you Go to YouTube and I'll show you Got results to verify Soon it will be ratified Well, it's a world record The likes of which has never been seen Well, it's a World record Highest, fastest, farthest a human's ever achieved Well, it's a world record Well, it's a world record And Katir was really pumped up, too. Like, he was super... Like, he wasn't mad that he lost and didn't get the world record. He was excited that he... I'm number two. Like, I am... Yeah, I'm I mean, second fastest in history. Yeah, you run 7:24. I mean, you know, I guess you can be mad, but you shouldn't be. Uh, yeah, that's a pretty, pretty Fair. insane run. Uh, you know, uh, also, I mean, would have would have also been the third fastest outdoor in history if it wasn't for that. So, um, mm-hmm. still, yeah, still one of the great, great performances ever. So, yeah, rightfully so, impressive run. Maybe it's just because that three or four seconds makes a big difference, or maybe the difference of indoor and outdoor, but the. Thing about Coleman's seven twenty, we've said it before. He just looks like he's sprinting the entire time. Yeah. I didn't get that vibe from from Germa. Maybe he has to do it outdoors for for that to visual effect to take place, or maybe he needs to get a few seconds faster. Ultimately, though, I think everybody thought this was going to be this was going to be good. Like we were going to see at least one world record between all the distance races, and ended up falling in the men's three. Interesting though, it's a steepler, don't you think? Oh, for sure. Because steeple, you think I mean, the distance is the same, 3,000 meters, right. but it's usually it's run at a slower pace because you're navigating barriers. I would have thought it would come from from someone else, but we've seen it two years in a row now with these Ethiopian steeplers. 
It also shows you the quality of runner that are going and doing the steeple now in Ethiopia because for a while it was a Kenyan-dominated event. And then um, it seemed almost in the last, what, two, three championships, Ethiopia has been right on their level. And it's because you have guys who are 720 mid flat 3000 runners. Well, of course, they're going to be good when you put a bunch of barriers in their way. Yeah, Gurma might be a decent 5K runner. Like, it's a possibility. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Seems like he could just okay. really he could just really hate those last 2,000 meters. Yeah, he's I like, you can put that. things in my way, I don't care, but I do not want to run further than 3,000. <laughs> Jakob dominated. There was talk of him going after his world record. It didn't look to be in the cards. He said he was sick, or he was sick earlier on um, in this indoor season, so this ended up being his debut. I think he's going to run Europeans as well, too, but... 332.38, but he still won by like three seconds. Yeah. Which So if he did run his world record, if it, it would have been an absurdly huge margin. Yeah, it was already just a complete domination, and it's, yeah, I mean, 332 indoors is still, still really, really fast. Um, but obviously when he's run 330, uh, mm-hmm. that's just an insane. But, uh, yeah, that would have been kind of comical. He would have been, I don't know coming up on lapping people <laughs> lapping people on the 15 that's the next step yeah, for Jakob is lapping people i guess we should throw well let's just keep it to live in for now uh, or do you want to talk about nagus now and compare the two <sighs> yeah i mean i guess we i guess we could it's just as far as uh impressive performances go the 347 mile it's better than a 332 it's yes so everything right now, if they race right now, literally yeah. now, well, now Jakob's tired. But if they race today, yeah, Nagus is better today, probably with uh, rabbits and everything. Especially Jakob's, yeah, being, you know, coming off being sick. I, I think in a couple months this will change. But right now, three forty-seven is legit. Yeah, and, and I think Nagus is a obviously a legit. I mean, there's no question he's a legit metal threat at this point, the way he's he's opened this season. I mean, and it's the times are one thing. The way he is just like finishing off these times mm-hmm. is is the part that's kind of insane. Um, when you're watching the race and it's just like I I, I don't know. <laughs> when, when you can finish like that off off that pace, that's like I mean, tailor made to metal in an event, right? I mean, it seems like it's, yeah. it's gonna gonna go really, really well. Like you said, I you know, I, I'm betting on Ingerbritsen, um, you know, long term against anybody, just because that's the case. But uh, it's not a lot of guys I, I feel comfortable picking over Nagus at this point. Yeah, I'm, when I say right now, I literally mean this week. No, no, like, I know. Like he's, he's, yeah. but that doesn't mean anything going forward. I also think Nagus's feel, the field that Nagus beat was better. Now Ingerbritsen won by a lot more, but Nagus had to contend with. Oliver Hoare, Neil Gorley, who ran three forty nine, you know Garcia Romo. There's there's a lot of guys in that field who were world championship finalists or right on the cusp of world championship finalists. Twenty five point for the last two hundred for Nagus. That's the thing that would keep me up at night if I had to run against him. That's yeah, we saw it in kind of both his races where <clears throat> he was already on a very fast pace. He was he was looking amazing. And then he just opened up this huge gap. I mean, yeah. you know, he won by over two seconds. Um, I, I just, yeah, yeah, it just, it, yeah, that, that was a very competitive race. 
for a long time and because the pace was so fast, you just thought someone would just grind it out. But yeah. it was – he kicked off of the pace that was already – and that's where I'm just like, man, yeah. That's like, like putting hot sauce in your hot sauce. It's just <laughs> like, what are you doing at that point? Yeah, that's where I'm like, whatever they, you know, I mean, I'm sure he's hoping for a, you know, 329 final. Mm-hmm. Like, I mm-hmm. mean, because it's, if he can, if he can finish like this off a of fast pace, there's not a lot of guys that can run that fast, first of all. And then there's very, almost none who can, who can finish like that. Um, yeah. You know, we, we know, uh, you know, a prime Ingebrigtsen and, and maybe a couple others, but. He's he's on a short list. American record song? Absolutely. Hey man, did you see that record? No, not a world, but an American record. Maybe it was a world record too. It was the best performance by an American citizen Or a relay team composed of American citizens And an athletics event within the United States or abroad Hey man, did you see that American record? There was another American record that we'll get to soon but let's keep going let's go back to today yeah good officer guy went for the world record in the 1500 and she went out at 342 1500 meter pace according to the graphic on the screen which that seems fast i had never seen that graphic before (laughs) on the screen that projects the finish time and i was so thankful that it was there yeah because it said 342 after what 400 meters or something and the rabbits couldn't keep up or just quit and just said, I'm done. Yeah, I'm just, no did not sign up for this crap. I'm done. <laughs> this, is, this is over for me. And she slowed and it got up to – you could just see the pace tick up, 355, 56, 57. And then it even got over four minutes. But she was able to close pretty well. Still ran 357 indoors. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. That's a good time. But she was looking for – what was he? Three fifty-three was what she ran last year. It it's hard to do that much work by yourself. I think that's what the Jakob race. I mean, this was even more work. Yeah. And getting someone indoors to pace you, it's hard enough at the peak of outdoor season to find enough people to pace for a world record attempt indoors. Even though it's a few seconds slower, it's just it's hard to get the bodies assembled. But she was the thing was. That was strange is the, they just needed to go slower in the beginning. And I think she actually could have had a shot at this. This was totally <laughs> this, – this was run aground early on in the race. This was classic going way out way too fast and then falling apart. You think sub four mile pace is, is a little hot? <laughs> and it stayed that way for a bit. Not that long. But I don't – you have pacers. I'm looking at this pace sheet if the results are right. The – 600 pace, the person was supposed to go through 600 and 133, and then someone was supposed to go through 800 and 204. So basically, what's that? 62s, so 31 a lap. And she was running a couple seconds quicker than that. I don't know. It just felt like there was no plan. <laughs> yeah. Or, the, or that she thought she could run 348 
and going out in 342 was not too much because she was going to go out in 340. She's going to run 348 anyway. <laughs> I don't know. It was surprising. Yeah, that's that's a yeah, that's a bold move. Um, I don't know. Maybe she's been watching like the women's marathon. She's like, wait, maybe, maybe just no one's tried to do this before. Maybe if we just, maybe if I just go for the world record by like ten seconds, it'll just make sense. <laughs> if she hadn't run a mile the week previous, which was good, right? But it wasn't three fifty eight. Yeah, then I would have believed it was possible. Of, wait, what has she been doing in the off season? But she ran you know, four sixteen. So I yeah, just didn't. Which is, I didn't believe that she was in three forty five shape in the fifteen hundred. Yeah, that's fair. Um, yeah, Kip Yagon might be the only one who I would raise my eyebrows uh, halfway through that race. Be like, can she? Like, maybe is, it? is, it? <laughs> is, is this going to happen? Yeah. Uh, other mid distance race. Uh, Keely Hodgkinson, one fifty seven high. She's it's looking good. World rec- world lead. Excuse me. And this her second fastest time ever she ran quicker last year but yeah just she's churning out 157s and high quality races in general with that 600 with consistency and not a ton of competition on the back end here what what did more run to two she's north of two basically right? three almost three seconds back uh more is there nakai i mean it's not like there was no one in this race no good um, people but when you run 157 indoors um not a lot of people are gonna be with you that's i mean yeah, I'm man. Hodgkinson's going to be like I said. I'm. <clears throat> I think I was buying it last week, and I'm even more just like she's taking a leap this year. So uh, I think Mo needs to to stay on. So you think fashion one fifty five? I do. I think you have to go sub one fifty five. Yeah. Wow. All right. Well, I think, I think they both will. To be honest, but I, I just think it's going to take better than that to to win. Well, as you mentioned, this was a good field too. Yeah, don't know. Was, I mean, it wasn't wasn't close. Yeah, it wasn't close. But uh, Yurigo just ran sub two last week or two weeks ago. Nakai had just run sub two, and Mora, we know what she's done outdoors. She's not as experienced indoors in this event, but that's three of the top eight probably in the world, maybe ten. Yeah, that's that's pretty damn good. Yeah, those are like, those are finalists for sure. Yeah, and she won by three seconds so she's in form right now it's just no no doubt about it probably run it through to euros and we'll see what happens after that um but 150 what's her pb 155 where is it like eight or seven something like that it is 155.88 yeah mose is 155.04 yeah so they're both going 154 for sure Wow, Mo ran. I didn't realize that Mo ran faster at the trials that she did in Tokyo. She ran one fifty five twenty one in Tokyo. Hmm. Okay, so Keely, looking good, as we thought. Um, jump over the sprints for a bit. Holloway seven thirty nine. Omanyala. He got a PR. Beat Jacobs. I don't know what to think about what where Jacobs is at right now. <laughs> That's uh, yeah. I mean, I, I think trying to take anything out of it is a mystery to say the least. I mean, he just he didn't run really last year. Obviously, um, started off indoors like pretty well. But, well, he beat and, Coleman indoors. That's so. to say, no. He, I mean, but it was like really early, and, yeah. and and you know, we were all like, "Oh, Jacobs is the guy, right?" Like, I mean, that was kind of a that was my feel at least. Um, and then he 
obviously barely ran outdoors and you know never never really finished a season so yeah i got nothing on on jacobs just we just don't know yeah i mean that's that's the only way i can say it's like yeah just i just want to see him run a few races outdoors before i do anything well we had in milrose coleman go 647 lyle's did 653 under protest. It didn't count. And then you had Bromel get a PR. Yeah, that one was. In Clemson, 642. What's the pecking order right now? Yeah, I mean, in the, you know, obviously I think Lyles did take a step forward. I think he put himself in there. You know, in the 100, it's still, he had a big gap to close. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and Bromel's run 9-7 every year, but then it doesn't quite work out throughout the year. Um, hopefully, obviously, it like that could change, but I still think, you know, obviously we know Bromel's a 9-7 guy, Coleman's, you know, a 9-7 guy, presumably. Um, and this is Coleman's wheelhouse. You know, he's yeah. probably the best 60-meter runner of all time. Not probably. He I mean, he is. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's like, that's great. And, you know, he's gonna, he's gonna, he should win the, that race, right? Like, I mean, if, if yeah, yeah. Lyles beat him in the 60, it's like, okay, you don't stand a chance, Coleman. Like, you, this, is, this is where you need to, you mm-hmm. need to win. Yeah, he. I think he knew that too. If I, you know, I can't beat him in sixty. I'm not gonna beat him in the hundred. That's for sure because the relative strength of those guys is pretty obvious. Anybody who watches one race can decide it. I'm. I I'd probably pick Lyles over Coleman right now. If you made me in the hundred, yeah. Bromel is interesting though because pring in your in the event. Has got to be a good sign. Lyles is PRing in the event too. Now Coleman, for him to PR, he's got to be at a ridiculously high level. But it, it, when you go back and you look in retrospect at last year, if you want to play that game, Coleman was slightly off indoors. We could say right, like didn't he lost to Jacobs? Yeah, he ran, he ran some fast times, but it wasn't it wasn't the six thirty four that he ran. In 2018, or the 637s that he ran in 2018, it was still pretty good. He ran 641 in in the World Championships, and that was solid. But then you're like, all right, he was slightly off his game in indoors from where we would expect him, or where we got used to him being. And then you would go outdoors, and he was off his game. <laughs> so yeah, y- you could draw a little bit of a connection there. Now, I think this this is. This might be it for him for indoors because he scratched USA's. Maybe he'll run one more race, but I almost think it's just too small of a sample size now to pull anything from it. And the other two seasons, or the, in previous seasons, he'd run a lot more, like in 2018 and 2020 and 2022. Yeah, I mean, for him to be the guy, and where, you know, he was definitely the guy um, three years ago, four years ago. Mm hmm. You know, he, he kind of needs to be that 630 guy because he's so good at that. And that's not to say he couldn't get, you know, back on his game this year. But it's it's kind of like, I mean, it's kind of like Lyle's a couple years ago, right? You're just like, well, we've seen it. We know it's in there. Mm-hmm. But there's been a, a couple of years, and Coleman's was slightly different than Lyle's. But it was still, he was gone for a while. He underperformed last year. And it's mm-hmm. just like, well, you could bet on him coming back and be right, or you could bet on him not getting it fully back, and the event's gotten a lot better. Yeah. You know, Curly's a 9-7 <clears throat> guy. Bromel, as we said, 
Lyles is bad. You know, it's like there's a whole bunch of guys. Just making that team is going to be yeah. really, really hard. And I, I, I'd pick Coleman to take the team. But I don't know. It, it's just it, it's it's obviously a, a, a mystery. And you just you know Lyles is running really well, and you're not really worried about you know here you, you see him run six fifty, and you're like great. You know, this is right. This is a good, right. This is a good sign. Um, and Bramell, I you know I'm like. Like I'm feeling really great. Bramell is going to run like nine, nine seventy seven or something this year, right? Like I, I just that's yeah. going to happen. I just mm-hmm. hope that can happen at the best time for him um, yeah. because it just hasn't the last few years. So this is Coleman's twenty eighteen in the sixty, and I'll read rounds and everything. So this is at Clemson. He went six forty seven, then six thirty seven. New Balance Indoor Grand Prix six forty six. Then he goes to USA's, and this was his this was his series six forty six, six forty two, six thirty four. Then he goes to World Indoors, 671, 645, 637. Wow. It just, it's a good refresher because we get excited about low 65s or 64 times. It's like, oh, wait, hold on. <laughs> there was a whole other level to go here. Yeah, Burbell run that 642. That's a eye opening. But then you read the Coleman times for a few years ago and you're like, oh my God. Like, that's, yeah. that's even a different, different level than that. Well, those three guys are all at 976. They ran them in completely different years and under drastically different circumstances right curly ran his in the first round at worlds yep coleman ran his in a world championship final and then bromel ran his at a continental tour meet in nairobi <laughs> after the season so it's just like very but they all ran nine seven six so and bromel's run nine seven what three times in the nine sevens yeah uh let me or look am I, am I ever saw that no, you, he's run nine seven seven as well. You're right. He did that in Miramar, and then he ran nine eighty. Would be oh, okay. I'm looking at win legal, so there might be yeah, yeah that's yeah that's that, that's that makes sense. But I'm am I wrong? I, I I assume they'll all be near that this year. Oh yeah, no, I would I'd feel good. You know, or close to that. Yeah, that they get year. in the right race, and you know they're all gonna have to square off at USA's and you know worlds hopefully and. Hopefully, and the combo of them, you know, we'll get some, presumably, some events where two of the guys are in there, or and you know, you throw Bracy in there, who's a you know legit nine eight guy. Um, yeah, none of them are young. Is is really the the situation here, right? Yeah, like, you're just counting on them, kind of. I mean, like, yeah, like Bramel, like, I mean, he's 27, like he's in his prime, right? Like, and it's he has run like his prime. It just hasn't worked out at the at the exact right time. Um, I think if they approve, it's going to be small, small amounts. And I think even holding steady at this point could get you the gold, is my point. And this is why... Yeah, Coleman's just getting back to his old form is the question. But all these guys were good at a young age, too. So, I mean, Bromel medaled in 2015, and this is about to be 2023. Yeah. eight, Eight years after he medaled. I don't think we can expect or take for granted, oh, yeah, someone's going to up it even more and run 972. It's possible one of them does it, breaks out, has a dream race or a dream season. But this is why I think Lyles can work his way in because I think mid-9.7s or even high-9.7s could be enough, especially if Jacobs is staying where he was too because he's run 980. 92 or something like that. that, Yeah, that's his – PB. He's older than the other guys as well. He'd be the oldest of, of the group. And then we see what he's doing indoors. And for him, he, you know, we saw what he needed to do 
when he beat Coleman, he, like running behind Omanyala is not a good sign for him. But it's early. So. Yeah, for sure. Coming off, a, obviously, a really disappointing season. Um, yeah. No, I, I think, yeah. I mean, I, I picked five guys to go sub at 9-8 this year. So hopefully it's a bold prediction. <laughs> Let's wrap up Leven with the most important indoor event. That's, of course, the indoor 400. Yeah. Carson Warholm ran another one. Two for two this year, though, Jason. I like it. New event. And according to you, he'd run 43 seconds in this, so it was really surprising that he ran 45.5. I think he's a 43-second outdoor 400-meter runner, and I stand by that. And a 143 800-meter runner. (laughs) Yeah, 144. Um, let me look at the, what, what was he in the, I'm looking at the yearly list here. He's number two for his time in Norway when he ran 45, 31. So slower than before, but two wins nonetheless. I, it'd be kind I of like that he's running. Yeah. That's, yeah. you know, I'm a fan of that. He's just, you know, he's trying to get his, get his form back. Mm-hmm. He's running these at 400 uh, hurdle pace. So I expect him to run 45, three this year. <laughs> That is true. It's indoors, but it's at 400 hurdles. Yeah, pace. he just wants to get that pace. He's like, he's like, I'm going for 45 mid. That, that's his goal. Yeah. This is how long I want to feel discomfort for. <laughs> exactly 45.4 seconds. That's yeah. it. <clears throat> the other 400. Also, Dos Santos, I mean, just as a thing, what we, we figured out he's doing the, like the 8 to 12 weeks is the. Yeah, who was it? Nick Sicardi of NBC Olympic think, Talk? That yeah, I saw, that's that. probably who I saw it in. All right, let me, let me find the actual tweet then here ah here it is he says globo which is the publication in brazil this is nick's tweet reports that uh dos santos underwent knee surgery with an eight to 12 week recovery rather than the other option which would likely have been season ending yeah we talked about removal versus repairing shaving repair oh yeah see i I said shaving it (laughs) repair yeah removal versus repair I think removal is the shaving it, right? Well, you can – I'm don't. i probably using the wrong term. But when I had mine, the doctor's like, hey, look, see this little thing that's like sticking out? It got frayed. We can just kind of rub you – know, smooth that edge down and not take out the whole thing. Yeah. And yeah, I, said, I think that's when they remove – yeah, they'll just take off the little side. I mean, I'm not, I don't know anything. but that's, I just that's said what whatever's going to get me back to eight-minute mile pace, <laughs> do it. And he said, yes, sir. So, uh, yeah, I saw people freaking out before this about – <clears throat> he's out for the season. And I just was wait, no? Because even, okay, if it's 12 weeks, what would that be? Mid-March, basically? Uh, mid, or mid, mid-May, mid-May, sorry. Yeah, that'd be the latest. Yeah, and then that's... You have three more months until... Yeah, that's a lot of time. Obviously, you don't want to lose, uh, you know, three prime training months with uh, Warholm back on the mend and uh, Benjamin, presumably running something incredible for a second. Yeah. But he can be staying in shape, getting ready. Yeah. If he, get, if he get at least a couple races under his belt, that'd be that'd be great. Not gonna be perfect, but I'll take. I think that he'll make his team to... too, so it's good. <laughs> very very tough at the Brazilian trials to get on the team as the uh, reigning Olympic or, or reigning world champion. The other one was Bowl Femke Bowl in the women's four hundred. She ran fifty point in Leven, but the big one came from Mets where she ran forty nine. 96. Yeah. Which put her in the sub 50 club. Very few women are in the sub 50 club, as a matter of fact, Jason. She's looking strong. 
Yeah. Some people thought, hey, you break the 500-meter world record. Maybe you're going to rest on your laurels. Maybe you're going to say, listen, I broke one of the weirdest records in the sport. Ergo, it's time for me to hang it up, pursue other opportunities, just wait to outdoors. Nah, she keeps pressing. And I'm enjoying her going for it. I like that she's running. I wonder if she has that same mentality that Warholm does, which was basically you get 10 years to compete. You got to make the most of it. So I'm going to go for it. I'm going to run a lot. Yeah. Or or at least Once I'm not going to sit an entire season out. Um. So, I mean, so her, her PB is 52.03. She's got six Sydney times and one Delilah time ahead of her. Where where do you, so fifty point six eight obviously world record then fifty one four fifty one four fifty one five fifty one six fifty one six fifty one nine how far do you have her jumping up the list because I think obviously Sydney could add more to this but I could see her breaking that fifty one four what was the bold prediction from was it Anoa wrote it yeah he said sub fifty one yeah. That's a little much. Which, I don't know. I mean, it doesn't seem impossible. It's bold, but it needs to be bold, right? It's a bold prediction. I like it. it I, I don't think it's impossible. Sub 51? Yeah. Yeah, it's impossible. Nothing is impossible except for that. That's just, I don't think she's going to go sub 51. I, I don't she think she will, but <clears> I, I would, I, I'm picking her to go sub 51-41, which is the second fastest time in the, ever right now. 51-41. Yeah, sub that. I like that. It's a round number. Yeah. Well, that's currently what Sydney's second fastest time ever is. You think she's going to go from 52.03 to 51.40? I don't... Yeah, why not? Because Tokyo was... Well, I was going to say Tokyo was special, but then Eugene was better than Tokyo. It's less less than a jump than Sydney made the year before. Yeah, but Sydney didn't have Sydney in front of her. <laughs> that helps. Don't get me wrong. That's a big, uh, it's a big deal. And so you would think Sydney doing it alone... Um, Femke's going to be able to chase Sydney. That should help. Should make her even faster. Wait, if she's doing it alone, it's going to help her. Or if no, I'm saying Sydney had to do it alone. Yeah, and so Femke if, has to actually chase somebody. Well, unless Sydney doesn't run it. Well, we'll she see. Doesn't have and if she doesn't, chase. then you know she gets to do it alone. But she's uh, she's practicing killing people in 400s right now. Well, the the best <laughs> the best result for this event. Would be if she runs fifty sixty seven, and breaks City's world record. A hundred percent. That would be. And then you just—it's like a movie. She's Sydney sitting in the study, and someone knocks on the door, gives her the envelope, and she's like, "Wait, what? I'm ready. I'm going back in." I don't know. I mean, yeah, but Fem- I don't. Femke's twenty two. She's you know, I don't know. I think she's getting better. I don't think that's a crazy thing to do. And she's, uh, yeah, I think she's going to PR by a lot this year. I think. I'm with you on mid fifty ones, maybe. I, I, just, I don't see a sub fifty one. Dropping a whole other second after all that. I mean, I don't. I don't you know, it, it. That's that's obviously very very bold. And I, like I said, I, I just before, I would have seen it completely impossible, and now I'm at least entertaining the idea. Yeah, because also we had jumps up because of a lot of different factors in performance, right? You had the sh- the shoes, which are illegal. The track, <laughs> which is illegal. The water. Illegal. I don't know what's Budapest going to have. There's going to be some sort of thing that's going to cause controversy, or and she's probably what the <clears throat> third 
best 400 meter runner in the world right now? Right, right now. Yeah, like I mean, go if, second. If she, if she were to run it this season, do you think she <clears> would medal? Do I think Femke Bowl would medal if she ran it this season? So, and, Sydney, and that's Sydney out, running, obviously. It. Oh, yeah, Sydney. But Shawnee Miller's not. We know that. Yeah, I, I think Mo could beat her if she runs it. I don't think she's going to run it. So it'd basically just be then Paulino. She'd be in a group with people. She'd be in the bronze medal mix. But I think her absolute, absolute best well, result would be silver. Yeah. Would be silver. And then I think she could be anywhere from like two to six is what I would say her range is. Yeah, I'd probably have her better than that. But well, I don't know. She's a sub-50 because... indoor runner. I don't know. See, here's the problem, though, with that number. It's great, but no one runs it. No, I know, but it's... So the historical list is basically, yeah, I said, oh, it's a number whatever time, but it's just so useless to look at this thing. Because it's, it's a lot of women who are really fast and ran one little opener, or it's, it's runners from college when they ran it, such as Sydney McLaughlin, who, as a freshman, ran 50.2. Three six, and you thought she had it one, and then the next heat. This is a twenty eighteen NCAA indoors. Kendall Ellis ran fifty point three four, but yeah, and Miller Weibo ran fifty point two or fifty point three. But those were she was chilling, man. That was was that, those are Milrose races, right? No, yeah, but it's like so. It's, it's like she's fine, and like but Fem- and you could say Femke's attacking these a little bit, but she's still running forty nine nine and fifty point two, and it's February. Yeah, I agree. I just say the all the all time list is tough to get anything from Miller Weibo. Oh yeah, she debuted right at the World Indoors last year, and then fifty point three. I remember that. Didn't yeah. Bowl was in that race, wasn't she? Yeah, she was. She ran fifty point five seven. Well, that's okay. So that's a interesting data point. She's a half second faster than she was last year. But how many did she run last year? That's my question. Let me look that up. I don't think she debuted in the quarter. Probably not. She ran a fast 200, too. She doubled in that meet. She came back and ran the two. 2022, indoors. She ran a 200. Oh, wow. She actually ran a lot last year. Or not a lot, but she ran one, two, three, like four meets with a 400. Oh, she did the two, four double. Okay, she did the exact same thing she did this year. She's just way faster this year. She's just way faster. So, yeah, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I'm, But I'm... Like I said, I, I you know, sub fifty one. It's a lot to ask, obviously, but like I don't know. I'm kind of, I, I don't know. I'm putting I'm putting the over under like fifty one three at this point. I'm, I'm in. This is crazy. Actually, this is almost too fast for me to believe that she could possibly because fifty fifty point seven to a forty nine forty nine nine, and then the fastest she got last year was a fifty point three. So she dropped. She basically dropped three tenths. I don't know. Maybe she wasn't having a great weekend, but it's hard. But she's also, yeah, like I said she's twenty-two. She's about to turn twenty-three. She's in her prime. I don't know. She should get better. And she was fifty-two oh three last year. She ran fi- two years or ago. Two years same fifty-two oh three. Two years ago at the same meet, she ran fifty point eight. And then the Dutch in- indoor championships, she ran fifty point six. So she had a really. She was very consistent in that range until this year. So this points to a breakthrough, I think. Yeah. 
That's what I've been trying so to tell you. I might just take back everything I said <laughs> after doing just a modicum of research there. <laughs> hmm. Now I'm now I'm curious. But wait, hold on. What was her four hundred? Because she was faster in Tokyo than she was in Eugene, right? Yes. Her best time is Tokyo. <clears throat> yeah, I think it was by a couple a tenth or two. Yeah. So I'd like to ask her that. I wonder what the answer to that would be. Yeah, two tenths. Yeah, she was two tenths faster in Tokyo. She had forty nine four just as a four hundred outdoors last year. So yeah, she's yeah. I, I would I would I don't know. I, I'd pick her as the obviously who, who knows if Mo's going to run, but I, I don't know. I think she, she could be close to Mo. Yeah, I'd put her two to Sydney. She's not if Sydney runs the Open, she wouldn't beat Sydney. But I think everything else is at least in the realm of possibility. But you said she ran forty nine four last year outdoors. Yeah, where was that on the list? Yeah, it's got to be high up there, right? In this economy, yeah. <laughs> Let me see, women's quarter, twenty twenty two. Paulino Milowebo Bowl, yeah, three. Oh, that's pretty good. So, yeah, that's not bad, not bad at all. All right, Femke Bowl stock rising. Warhol no, no called it in advance. He did. We'll get to his email in a little bit. Let's go back to Milrose. Yeah. Um, I don't know. What else stuck out to you at indoors? Anything else? Yeah. What at Milrose, not indoors. Yeah. I was like, what else did we? What did we not talk about yet? Uh, uh, women's three, men's three, women's six hundred with Aja Wilson, women's mile with our Laura, seemingly falling off. Yeah, that was a fun race. Yeah, she totally psyched me out. Right? thought it was over yeah she was leading for almost all of it and then with what three to go she's like no i'm gonna fall back to third and look yeah. like i'm really tired but i just didn't want to put a hundred percent effort in this i just wanted to take a break <laughs> in the middle there and then uh and do it because for is just a just a beast she's just fun to watch yeah i get you don't pick against her don't unless, do unless gone is in the race you don't pick against her you should do live betting with her, though. Oh, absolutely. Because people who have never seen her before, oh, my gosh, look at that. She's done. She's plus money. <laughs> Got to jump all over the live line there. Uh, AJ Wilson, as expected. That's what she Mo, does here, right? Mo I mean, was in the race. Yeah, her in the armory. Even though it was a 600, she got it done. Leah Hobbs, 704. I thought Josh Kerr's 3,000 was impressive. Yeah. Seeing, I think of him more as a... Shorter distance guy, but to go to the three thousand and beat Grijalva, beat Klecker who just ran twelve fifty something, tier, etc. That was a good field, and and he ran a real smart race and kicked at the exact right time. Women's three though. Well, can we hear that American record song again? Absolutely. Hey man, did you see that record? No, not a world, but an American record. Maybe it was a world record, too. It was the best performance by an American citizen or a relay team composed of American citizens and an athletics event within the United States or abroad. Hey, man, did you see that American record? Alicia Monson. Man. This was good. Yeah. This was good. 
gets the American record from Krisha Schweizer. I think everybody thought she was going to do something special. Just was a matter of what venue it came in and how good it would be. But yeah, 32.8 for her second to last 200 and then 31.8 on the close Whew. to get it. It was Nagoose-esque. Or maybe Nagoose was Monson-esque. Yeah. I'm not sure which would be which. But I think she's number one in the U.S. right now in the five and the ten if I was ranking. I think yeah, I, on the Flow Track podcast, Gordon was goading me into an even bolder pick, and I just felt pressure. I said I think she could medal in the five now. Oof. She I mean, break, she she's gonna be the one to break the streak. <laughs> that's uh, it's at least possible, right? You could you could talk yourself in like a sub fifty one for bowl. You're like, well, maybe it's not crazy. I just think I just Monson's just she was good last year, and she looks decidedly better this year. Yeah, and she'll have more experience coming back after making a team. Similar to Nagoose, I like that she can kick off of the fast. That, that's the big thing because that's what she needs, you know, in in a, in a five k, obviously. Um, also, do you know yeah. what else is helping in the women's five and the ten right now? Everybody's running the marathon instead. That's a good point. That does Literally, help. There's going to be like the starter's going to call them to the set position at the World Championships in Budapest. And four or five women are going to walk off the start line because they got a deal in Valencia. And then that's <laughs> going to help. And then they're going to go to Valencia and they're going to run 216. And Alicia Monson's going to stay in the 5,000, stay in the 10,000, and get a medal. This one thing, this thing was fast, though. Like the pacemaking was really good. What the first nine, run, eight runners got PBs in this race. Tui smashed a collegiate record. She ran 8.35. Whitney Morgan was in between Monson and Tui. She ran 8.30, which is, again, an incredible time. You look on the all-time U.S. list, how high that is, and she was five seconds behind Alicia Monson. Alicia Monson, stock up. No, 100%. And like I said, I think the, you know, I mean, we're, and the women's races weren't as bad about this, but we're, we're, generally past the days of the of the slow final right for a lot of these so it's gonna be quick but she can run quick and she can kick S- off quick which is the slow final era is over i'd say most slow era right era of yeah whatever however i would say that word words go ahead sorry <laughs> no you're good but I, and it's, then i was just also looking at the all-time <clears throat> list for the indoor 3k and just getting baba is so absurd like she i mean we, we know she just loved to just obliterate records indoors but yeah. she ran 8.16, which is top oh, all time. Yeah. And then second is Kinzebe de Baba at 8.22. Um, she must have won a lot of medals if she was running that fast. <laughs> Not her specialty. Um, she won a couple, you know. Uh, but yeah, I just I just enjoy seeing her, you know. It's, it's nice that someone of her talent would just uh, obliterate <laughs> indoors like for a while. For Monson, that's the outdoor record too, right? Uh, yeah, I believe so, right? Yeah. I don't think anybody's... Yeah, 825.83, it looks like, is the outdoor record. And then, yeah. She's yeah. At, uh, 825.05, gets it from Schweizer. Schweizer lost her collegiate record and her American record in the same race. Oof. It's pretty crazy, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. American record for Abby Steiner in the 300? Yeah? Yeah? Yeah. Do we have an angry world? Uh... <laughs> angry American record song? Ah. 
Well, she's running indoors. Yeah. No, that's, I mean, I'm happy she's running. It's the 300, you know. I'm not surprised she's good at it. Not at all. Um, so. 35-54. What was the? I think I said 35-something, didn't I? Yeah, Jason picking obscure times is a fun segment. Yeah, that was, that was, usually I'm off by like four seconds, so I'm glad I actually got that one pretty well. 35-45 was the, Mm. or is the world record. 35-45. So she was. That time we all have memorized, yeah. Well, two people, Privalova and Miller Weibo have it. It's a tie. How many world records are there ties for? Huh, pretty pretty yeah. small group, Jason. You can that's true. do that at your next trivia night. <laughs> so she was nine one hundredths off. Not bad. That's pretty good. Not bad and at Privilova all. And Miller Weibo. Yeah, I don't care yeah. how hard they were running. Um, also, Abby Steiner probably wasn't you know in the best shape either. So that's a it's a good sign. Good company. Here are her splits. I know you wanted her splits. Eleven eight zero. Eleven two six. Twelve forty eight. Mm, needs needs to work on that third three, uh, third yeah, hundred yeah. of three hundred. You know? <laughs> it's classic though. That's yeah. Well, that's that second one was cooking though. Eleven twenty. Oh yeah, that's, that's actually Brittany Brown ran a faster second hundred, eleven one five, but then she closed with a thirteen three one. Basically walking, which is <laughs> not at all. But yeah. no, not even a little bit. Prandini closed in fourteen forty nine. Yeesh. Oh, uh, you know she's a she's a true two hundred meter runner. Yeah. Yeah, you get out past 200, who knows what's going to happen. Yeah. That's the recap section. That's it. Yeah, U.S. indoors this weekend. Fields are not that strong across the board. I thought we were going to get a good men's 60, but Coleman scratch, Bromel scratch, so it's just basically Lyle's show. Women's 60, Hobbs, maybe she can go sub-7 again. Women's 3, we talked about Morgan. She's running in this one. She ran 830. Men's eight has a field that could look like a U.S. final. And then the men's 15 and men's three, I'm keeping an eye on just because Cole Hawker scratched at Melrose, and I would like to see what he has mm, yeah. now that Yer, Yer Nagoose has taken the mantle of best American miler. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, that'll be yeah that'll be interesting. But yeah, not, not the strongest, you know, which it could be hit or miss uh, indoors USA. But then we go down under, Bathurst, Australia, World Cross. Hopefully our listener who was debating decided to go. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Because this is good. This might be the best World Cross ever when you actually break down these fields, wow. Jason. Well, men's have Cheptegei, Kip Limo, and Camora. Yeah. No, that's really good. And Aragawi and Borrega, Kibiwat Candy, Candyman's there. Oof. Nicholas Kip career. Let's see, a 1240 guy? How fast did Nicholas Kip career run? Yeah, something really crazy. Yeah, they they're bringing their A team or their A adjacent team, basically, right? I mean, yeah, that's 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 more than you could have asked for, for sure. Yeah, um, I can't find Nicholas Kipker. Where are you? I know you run fast. I hate it when this happens. Uh women's side, you got Latensepet Gaday. It's pretty good. Four times 2K relay. You got Australia trying to win it yeah. at home with the – some are calling the dream team, the super squad, the redeem team. I don't know what they're called. 1246, Nicholas. I like, I like super squad. Yeah. Hoare, McSwain, Caldwell, Jessica Holt. Brian is pumped. Oh, 100%. Right? Yeah. That's... Brian is just getting, he's got an email set to go. It's just going to say Ozzy, 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 oil, oil. I don't know which, 
what rank these or tell me what you want to see. Oh man, I think this is good. No, no, it's very good. Yeah, that men's race is super. I mean, it's it's deep and top heavy. It as might well. be. It's gonna be the most for deciding who's the best in the ten k. This race is gonna matter more than most of the track season up until World Championships. You could look at the five k results that if they're on a five k here or there or a ten k, but they're just not gonna run that much. And you have a head to head between them. Yeah, this is basically this is this is the biggest track race if you're thinking long distance on the track until World Championships. Yeah, no, uh, you're absolutely right. This will be. I mean, this will be huge. I am rooting for Australia to, to win that relay because that'll be fun, right? Doing it at home. Have they practiced the handoffs with the armband? They better. They're not doing baton. I think they do the armband. Yeah. Don't uh, don't drop it. Automatic don't leave disqualification. It'd be cool if they had very strict exchange right. zones. <laughs> Same size 15, exchange zones as the 100. Yeah, 15 teams. Ethiopia is going to be solid. They got Wale, Abebe in there. So that could be good. Yeah. Kenya's got Beatrice Chipkowicz. But I don't know, man. I like Australia. I think Australia's a favorite. Not just because they're running at home. But I think if you're running 2K on grass, I think you want that Myler mentality. Hoare, got it. McSwain, got it. Yeah. Caldwell and Holt, they're all Milers. They're yeah. just going to have to run a little bit longer. They're going to be ready to roll. I love it. I think that'll be fun. Way better than a mixed gender four x four. Should this be in the Olympics instead of the mixed gender four x four? If you get, if you say I have to have one, then absolutely. They find a cross country course. Yeah, just give me uh, uh, without question. Man, yeah, I think McSwain will be great at it because he's good at every event. So yep. There's no reason he wouldn't be good at this. I guess the only question is the the home country pressure, right? Are the bright lights gonna be? Too daunting for this group. Nah. Or will they rise to the occasion? They're rising. You think so, huh? Absolutely. All right. I'm in. Yeah, I mean, I mean I'm really – this is this is the most excited I've been for World Cross probably since the last World Cross because the fields were probably pretty good there too. <laughs> but I just – I get used to – at this time of year, I get used to being disappointed. Yeah, this – I mean – In field quality, and this is good field quality. I'd, I'd be lying straight. if I said I remembered anything about the last World Cross – Aarhus, they a roof, uh, the roof of the museum. I, okay, right so the there's that. But I don't remember you being this excited going in. So I think that's already a good sign. So we had it was Ch- chapter guy one, right? He got revenge after so. the yeah. infamous. Uh, that sounds right. Joshua chapter guy is a car that ran out of gas from. <laughs> that, was, that was yeah, that was amazing. That was when it was in Uganda, right? And he ran. So that was 2017. Yeah. And then 2019, it was 2019 was Cheptegei, Kiplimo, Camor. So you get the podium back. 2017, Camor. 2015, Camor. So it's kind of fun that these top guys are still showing up. Yeah, and it's but like when, they're bigger. Most of them are bigger deals now too. Like it's the, yeah. their stock has grown since then. You know, so oh, certainly Cheptegei yeah. and uh, Kiplimo's stock has grown. 2019 winner was Obiri for. Kenya and G'day got the bronze, but mm. G'day's better now. Yeah. She's world record holder, gold medalist. She's run a marathon, which means she's like every every other fast woman right now who's run a marathon. It'll be a junior race too. 
Do they have the? Did they do a four times two K last time? I don't think they. I don't know if they did. It doesn't. Well, I would say I was gonna say I don't remember that happening, but uh, that you doesn't mean anything. Remember, yeah, I didn't, didn't remember, remember much. me at all. Yeah. So how? It was four years ago. I don't know. I want you to mark your uh, calendar. Do you know where it's going to be in 2026, World Cross? I do not. Tallahassee, Florida, baby. Wow. Okay. I like it. Ready? You ready for that? I will be by 2026. I'm not right now, but I will be. You ever been to Tallahassee, Jason? I have not. See? First time. Cam War going for maybe Sheptagai defending a defense because they have it next year too. It's supposed to be in even years, but because of COVID, yeah, we haven't had one in a minute. So we haven't had one since 2019. Yeah, first one in four years. But then it'll get back on with even even years. It had been odd for a while. Man, they used to have it every year. They used to literally do to World Cross what they want what we want them to do with World Championships, but with World Championships. That's impossible. Yeah, that's. Ah, I'll never do that. Yeah, why? We still. Yeah, I don't know why that's still not a thing. They had World Cross every single year, from 1973 to 2011. <laughs> hey, all maybe those Bekele the goat arguments are counting on that. Exactly, and maybe that's the reason why they never did it for track. They said, "Well, then we had to switch, and now it's every other year." But they did it literally. Every year for that. They started World Cross before World Championships started. Isn't that insane that to think about insane. now? Wow. It's basically saying World Cross Country was more important than track. Did Cross Country peak in the 80s? Mm. 90s? I don't, like, when was for the, me, it peaked in 02. That's what I was saying. For me, it seemed really important when I was running it and then less important after. But, man. Palter got arguments too. Five straight titles between ninety-five, and don't forget short course and long course too. Just people were stark raving mad for cross country. That's that's why Bekele he won five straight short race and long races. It was like the Bitcoin of the late <laughs> and then the 70s. crash. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll get in the metaverse though, right? That's true. Ever, Can't wait to see a would, concert. Would you be interested in watching a world cross country championship in the metaverse? Can I, let me know can my character run along the course because then maybe, yeah you know yeah. yeah is that is that something that might be interesting to you at any point all right so that's this weekend too i'm pumped for it yeah i want to see That'd it be good i want to see what it looks like too i like these different courses there's tires on the course i saw that it's supposed to be hot kind of a yeah it's a cool site for it though i'm interested to know why bathurst got it instead of one of the larger cities in Australia. But, hey, we'll figure it out. All right. You ready for email? Yeah. How's it run at gmail.com? Let's go first to Kyle. Formerly from South Dakota. Now, House of Runs, Milwaukee Bucks correspondent. Yeah. said, getting ready to head to a Bucks heat game as we speak. So this was 11 days ago. I'm assuming they won because the Bucks have won 11 straight. So That's right. And they're just – Game back, I believe, of first place in the East, which is a yeah. They beat the Celtics what the other yesterday and day before. Yesterday, as of this recording, in overtime, Drew Holiday went nuts. One of the better Drew Holiday games I've ever seen, and I'm a big fan of Drew Holiday because he's you know everybody says he's got that dog in him. He does nowadays say that Drew Holiday was the original guy with the dog in him, just 
guy you want on your team. Big steal. Big th- he had eight threes, I think. It's crazy. Anyway, Bucks are deep. Too. They might be the deepest team, especially when they got Crowder. They're gonna have to. They're gonna have trouble figuring out who's in the rotation for the playoffs. In any event. Kyle says, I do enjoy these pod listener conversations that go over months since it takes a week to have points and counterpoints. So he's writing in about the fastest clean 1500 meter runner. Uh, Concerning the fastest clean 1500 meter runner, doesn't the original question skew the answers? From what I remember, Noah from Oregon asked, who would you bet a million dollars on being the fastest clean 1500 meter runner? That sets a crazy high bar, like Jason said last week. Would you say with 100% certainty that anyone is absolutely with no doubt clean? What if we change the question to who would you bet $5 on being the fastest clean 1,500-meter runner, which is basically just take your best guess, nothing to lose? I'm pretty sure the conversation would go sub 330 right away. Or maybe I'm too much like Jason and just always assume someone is clean until they aren't. Concerning food spots in Green Bay, you are correct for a town of 100,000 people. It does pretty good with restaurants. Um Oh, he talks because we got the other email about the restaurant that wasn't good. Um, he says he agrees that Play Bistro is good. That's another great place. And yes, we've ate at the chef's table a couple times at Chives and talked to JR, as one listener wrote. Highly recommend that experience. Uh, I hope I didn't crash the pod recording this time. No, you didn't. It was just American Airlines screwed it up this time. <laughs> yeah. Cal. Uh, that's Cal. All right. So, yeah. It just it ra- it lowers the intensity when you say five dollars versus a million, right? For sure. And at the it's same just sort time, of these gun to your head. Who would you? It just makes you feel uncomfortable because you're never going to be in that position. I've watched all the Liam Neeson movies, and he's never like gun to your head. Who? What's the clean four hundred record? And even then, like uh, it's just funny that <laughs> who's the guy at three thirty one that you're just like, yeah, that guy, hundred percent sure. He's clean. Like it says, you could just do it with anybody because it's you. Just, you just don't know, right? But well, so it was kind of funny. You know, Nagus was the story of the weekend, and he runs three forty-seven, which is roughly equivalent to three thirty. And I was going to send you a joking text of, well, I guess over the weekend, Jared, you know, <laughs> ran the fastest, made some qu- or, or maybe made some questionable decisions, you know. And then you go online, it's just like people are honestly having that debate yep. now. I'm like, all right, but but two weeks ago? No one all... can get better. Like, you can't get drastically better. Everyone has to very slowly progression, you know, one or two yeah. seconds a year for seven years. Or they cheat. And then Those otherwise are you are a dirty, dirty cheater. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, speaking of doping news, did you see Peter Bull got cleared? Yeah. 800 runner. They tested the B sample. And it wasn't negative, but it was an atypical finding, which means he's cleared to compete. The anti-doping authorities in Australia still said they're going to keep investigating the case. But I just thought that was interesting. He was very clear from the get-go that the B sample would show that he's, you know, that he wasn't guilty. Yeah. And that was the that was the result. Someone smarter than me is going to have to explain the nuances of the test and the difference between the adverse finding and the atypical and all that other stuff. I'm sure we can get a nice pithy thousand word email on that next week. And I'm in when I say that I'm in, I'm not meaning to dismiss it. I really want to learn that. Yeah. And so if you do know, write all that stuff in, but I, I thought that was interesting in the context of all that we talk about on the show as it pertains to doping. Okay. Let's go to, the aforementioned well we'll go to we'll go to AJ from South Philly. Yeah. 
I don't get this. I don't get this reference. Maybe you will. You will. I'm watching the Melrose games, and all I keep thinking is, who at Adidas thought suspenders was a good idea? That's all. AJ from South Philly. Do the uniforms make them look like they have suspenders on? Right now, now I'm like, man, I have to look at this. Uh, I don't know. I'm Do like, have... I'm trying to trying to get some eyes on something here. Okay, let me look at Melrose games, 2023. I'll look. I'll find some photos yeah. here. Let's go to images. AJ, I just apologize in advance for ruining your probably good joke. <laughs> uh, I mean, who ruined it? You, oh, wait. So Lyles is – hold on. Well, type in Noah Lyles. He's Adidas. Yeah, is there an obvious joke we're missing? Yeah, that's what I'm like. Man, I'm just assuming, I, assuming that's the case. Okay, it's just a bunch of pictures of Christian Coleman, even when I type in Noah Lyles, because it's Milrose games. I'll just type in Noah Lyles 2023, because he didn't change his jersey this year, right? Um, it's just a white over blue. I guess there's a little stripe on the side. Grant's Adidas, too, right? He has a different – his is like a gold jersey. I don't know. Sorry. You missed me with that one. Yeah, I'm not sure. You I got apologize. it? Do you know? No, no? I'm looking, okay. but I don't see you it. Ga- you gave up too. All right. Marshall from St. Louis, formerly of Iowa. A couple Great. of items I picked up on from listening to various interviews and watching Melrose. Quick hits. Our Laura is taking a page out of Faith Kipiegon's book and going after the 1K indoor record in a couple weeks. Two. Noel Lyles said that Marvin Bracey has not been competing due to a contract dispute with Nike. Oh. Three, I also heard that New Balance specifically told their athletes not to compete at Milrose. But geez, Marshall's like the insider? What is going on here? Like this. This, is, this is incredible. Four, Eric Sawinski's 152.99 pacing was a thing of beauty. Is he better than Bram Som? Ooh. He's in the conversation. He's got to be, right? That. Yeah. It's, I mean, he's not better, but he's got to be in the conversation. Longer thought. I really like the segment you did last week and determined that indoors is fun, in quotes. I'm trying to take this approach to indoor track results in general and try not to extrapolate any given result from the indoor season to the outdoor season, barring some major injury. With that, I'm going to stay off the Lyles 100-200 double hype train until at least June, and honestly, I'm going to hold off on penciling in a medal for Nagus as well. Sorry to be a Debbie Downer, but a lot can change between the middle of February and the middle of August. In the meantime, I'm thrilled to watch the best race and run fast. All the best. That is Marshall from St. Louis, formerly of Iowa. That's a smart move is to not overreact to this stuff. Um, and I've specifically said that, but at the same time, I still overreact to some stuff because I watch, like I watch Nagus and I'm like, how can I not overreact to this a little bit? Right. Like, and then my like, main overreaction is Monson to metal based on the indoors. But I think, her outdoor that's colored also by how good her outdoor season was. I picked the Lyles double bold prediction, but that was before indoors. I think he's moved it a little bit in that direction, but by no means is it even likely. No, he's not so, a favorite for the hundred for sure. No. Is he favorite to make it the team now, maybe? Yes. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. I feel good about that. Yeah. But but even still that's not for sure. But let's talk about Nagoose. All right. There could be two wildly different paths here. I could tell you a story where Jared Nagus makes it to wins USA's, dominates USA's, makes it to the World Championships, gets into the final, and then does what Jake Whiteman did last year, 
Right. Right. That's that's a, that is that a possibility? Yeah. Is it likely? No. I could also tell you a scenario where Nagus doesn't look as great at the beginning of outdoor season. We still keep saying 347, 347, 347, 347. He ran 347. He goes to USA's. Cole Hawker's been looking pretty good, right? Out there. Cooper Tier decides to run the 1500. And the 1500 just gets really messy and it's hot. It gets tactical. And some random guy, Josh Thompson or a college kid, outkicks him for the third spot and he gets fourth. That is also a possibility. Yeah. Like everything is on the table in part because it's the 1500, but also just because it's indoors. Everything ranging from, hey, he could pull an upset and win the 1500 to he's not going to make the team. Yes. Yeah. I mean, obviously we've seen what a high end version of him looks like and it looks really, really good. Like, like it it looks like it can medal at championships, right? Like, I mean, that's... Something you need to show because he wasn't in the really the, yeah. he wasn't in a metal conversation before, right? But now it's like you watch this, you go, well, if he's that guy, he's yeah. on the list. Uh, whatever, however many names you want to make that list, like he's on the list of guys who can make who can win a medal. Yeah. Um. So that's a plus. But there's, I mean, we see guys, you know, go crazy indoor sometimes. What was all it? the time? Yeah. What was it, Cesarek, a few years ago, where? You called him the best distance runner in the world. He was for that. Stop bringing that up. For that week, he was. <laughs> I stand by. I can't. It. I can't stop. I'll never stop bringing that up. Um, twenty eighteen. Right. That was twenty eighteen. Yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, we just. I mean, we don't know. And so obviously, yeah, you, you can get bid on this stuff for sure. Um. But I, I'm, I'm buying the goose stock. Like I said, I you know, I, I I think he's a metal contender. Um. For sure. And then there's if like, they listed my if they listed. Let's just say we go – let's go back to last summer where you were gambling all the time on track. Yeah. And you logged onto the app and they had 1,500-meter odds, f- gold medal odds, and they listed – what do they normally list with that? 10 or 15 people usually? Yeah, probably in that range. He would be on that list. Oh, now. he has to be now. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe it's just because he's U.S. and you'd want to get people to bet for the U.S. But even even still – He's made enough noise doing what he he's been just, doing. Yeah, he just missed the world record indoors you got to put him on that list so he's he's there he's still a long shot and i think the smart money would be to wait a little bit until outdoors or the smart money would have been to make the bet before he ran 347 <laughs> right make the but bet then he after, wasn't on the list he was in the field at that point probably so yeah yeah after he ran the 3k maybe because people aren't going to be as up on the 3k times as they are in the mile times but now i would almost wait until you see him outdoors and see if he shows the same sign because US championships is the next meet that is is the meet that really matters that's in it's the beginning of July so that's what four and a half months away it's a while is that right yeah that's a long time it's a really long time yeah that's what a third of a, a quarter of a premier league season away that's how long <laughs> that is away so he could come out and out, and this is what happens. You know, you give the chess example, but there's a tons of tons of examples. Yeah, and sometimes it's a person just not compatible with the, the event is different. Sixty to a hundred, sixty hurdles to one ten hurdles, and sometimes the issue 
the event is the same, but the competition was just different. It just skewed your opinion because the competition wasn't as good. And then, oh, they're racking up a bunch of wins or the all timeless wasn't as good because people didn't happen to run that event a lot or whatever. But with Nagoose, you, you, you know, the time you're able to picture what that means. It's more just, okay, can he keep it up for four months to USA's? Yeah. He's not, I mean, not keep it up because he's going to chill for a while, but you know what I mean? Yeah, Still be like in the same spot. Yeah. Yeah, for USA's. And then again, what, six weeks after that? So that would be, was four and a half plus one and a half? So six, six yeah, six months. Yeah, that's a long time. It's a, it's a very long time. Half a year, some might say. All right. Thank you, Marshall. Uh, let's go to David in Colorado Springs. He says, I know Kevin especially likes to talk about odd distances and how unimportant they can be. <laughs> I thought you might enjoy the opposite of this story. So he, he tells the story. This is good. His next door neighbor was being introduced, inducted, excuse me, into the Colorado Springs Hall of Fame. Love it. Um, which was pretty cool. So he went to, he got tickets. He wanted to support him. And uh, he's sitting there. Then he hears the introductions for this event. So he says one introduction was for the Air Force indoor 300-yard record holder. Wow. Alonzo Barbers. You know when you have those thoughts in your head that are almost instantaneous. This was one such occasion. Oh, the indoor 300-yard record holder. That's a bit obscure for someone going into the Hall of Fame. Wait, he was a 400-meter runner. Does he hold the Air Force Academy record for the 400? Didn't he go to the Olympics? Wait, he won the Olympic 400 in 1984? (laughs) He was a double Olympic gold medalist in 1984? A few minutes later, I was still thinking how bizarre it was to introduce an Olympic champion as the 300-yard indoor record holder at the Air Force. Wow. That's – I mean, I love that. Yeah. The dude is (laughs) literally – Gold medalist at the Olympics. Alonzo Babers, yeah. That's incredible. incredible. (laughs) That's like introducing Michael Jordan for running like, or for hitting 221 with the Barons. Yeah. Man, that's People love the words world record. They do, but my God. But I think gold medal in Olympics translates. Do most people know what that is? Yeah, but... I don't know, to the uninitiated, it's like, well, there's a lot of gold medalists. Right. How many people have the world record? Check out this, though. 300 paragraph. <laughs> this is from Wikipedia. While training and competing in the 1984 Olympics, Babers held the rank of lieutenant in the United States Air Force. Just one month after his double gold performance in Los Angeles, Babers reported to flight training school and began his career as a pilot. So his athletics career was over. He was an active duty officer in the United States Air Force from 1983 to 1991 and continues to serve as a member of the Air Force Reserves. Now he is employed as a uh, pilot for United Airlines. Wow. So he they, literally... What the hell? Wow. That's cool. That is. That was it, though. So he didn't compete after 84 at all? That doesn't... Yeah, it seems like not. And that, I mean, he was 23 at the time. Or he was 22 going on 23. We need more info. I mean, you know... David was there. 
Is, is, is the Wikipedia page accurate? That's what I need to know. Yeah, I mean, I, I've flown United a few times this year, so if... Have you asked for him? I have not, but I will now. That's interesting. Man. Yeah, I love these little stories in track. Because it, it, it sounds like it could be totally true, right? Right. Like someone leaving track to pursue a different career. That kind of makes sense with track. But also, you're just like, wait a minute. Wait, you won Did, two gold medals. And you had the 300-yard record. That's true. That's the that's the headliner. It's weird. I wonder what not he, on his Wikipedia page, the 300-yard record for some reason. I wonder what he thinks about that. Like, hey, man, 300-yard record or – all right, results. Oh, no, no, he competed. Hold on. Yeah, that's not right. No? Not, 1980s – well, okay. I'm on his World Athletics page, which doesn't have – for the you know, previous decades, doesn't have a ton of stuff. But in 1987 – it has some results from him, but it just has under competition. It just has like cities. Well, he ran Mount Sac. He ran in Germany. He ran a forty-five eighty-four in Germany in nineteen eighty-seven, and then nineteen eighty-eight, he ran at the Olympic trials and made it to the semis, and then got knocked out in the semis. So is he just not competing any like regularly? I mean, there was no results in 85 or 86. Yeah. I mean, you ran 44-2 in the 84. Like, that's – that's Yeah. That's really good. And then, yeah, obviously you don't compete. That's hard to <clears> – The <throat> gold at the home Olympics, though? Yeah. I mean, the 84 Olympics were iconic. It doesn't get much better than that. Yeah. Two fi- the team – the 4x4 team ran 257. It's pretty good. Pretty good. Great story. Yeah. Thank you, David. That's awesome. Now, now, okay, so now we know when he competed. I guess I want to know what it, what was he doing the other two years? Was he training to become a pilot? And then is he still actually a pilot, which is incredible. Oh, there is an article here that's on his Wikipedia page. I mean, it's from, well, it got updated in 2016, but it does talk about how the commercial pilot, um, yeah, so I think this is, at least it, at the very least he was a pilot for, American Airlines. Uh, I don't know if he still is. American or United? Are you? No, I think it's or didn't it say American? I think you're just still thinking about American because of your flight. Oh, you're right. United. Sorry. Yeah. He never would have let that happen. You guys would have boarded that plane quick. Oh, that's... he was in charge. <laughs> that's very incredible. True. All right, last one from Noah from New York, formerly of Boston, reporting. Drink. After attending both the New Balance Indoor Grand Prix and Milrose. Wow. Love it. At Boston, I was sitting next to an excitable high schooler who was hustling, getting autographs, geeked out about getting Noah Lyles's, and offering some analysis, correctly incredulous that Noah Williams beat Jareem Richards. It was a great time, but file that away. That is because a week later, I arrived at Melrose with my wife. Lo and behold, and who is sitting directly in front of me? But the same kid. Nice. Okay, the first thought was concerned about him thinking I was stalking him, but then my wife noted that he was wearing a Newton North singlet. Just one thing about that. I went to... Newton North and ran track there. We noticed in front of him were friends, family, and other North teammates. If this story couldn't get more serendipitous, the one high school relay event during the Milrose TV window was the Invitational 4x2 featuring six teams, including Newton North. I looked up to see it, and who but my guy was leading off in lane three. Yes. The gun goes off, 
and the rows in front of me are locked in. My man nearly wipes out coming off the first turn, leading to loud groans from the cheering section. Fortunately, he stayed on his feet, but his stumble cost him about a second and left North a distant fourth place. However, the team in first that I assume was expected to win easily because they had Nicholas Harbour, the 6'4 man-child who ran the Pro 60, channeled their inner Team USA men and botched the first handoff. My Tigers now sat in third, but about a second back. It stayed that way for the second exchange. But on the final exchange, chaos unspilled on the track. I looked up, and the top two teams were sprawled out with everyone off their feet after colliding in a series of botched handoffs. Wow. Their races were over, and Newton North was now in the lead. <laughs> the North traveling party went ballistic, and it was now on the anchor to hold it down. He tore up the track and didn't give up an inch, and the Tigers were champions at Milrose. I told the confused people in my row that that was my high school and high-fived a North person. About an hour later, when my guy came back, I got a chance to talk with him. He was like, wait a second, I know you. And we laughed at the overall randomness. He explained his stumble as being used uh, to being drawn to lane five or six and not three and not adjusting to the earlier lack of bank. Mm. It's pretty cool. He says it was awesome. Never know who you'll see to track me. Other observations last couple weeks. As I tweeted to Jason, Femke Bowl, sub 51 loading. I mean, it's... Yeah, it's. I'm loving it. Uh, you, you're. It's looking like a good call. Uh, he says I'm concerned about a thing Mo's um, headspace slash relationship with track. Last year's DNF in the Milrose Mile seemed to shake her a ton. She said she had to watch videos of herself winning for weeks to mentally recover, and she took multiple weeks to address it publicly. She did not go on to win. She did go. Excuse me. She did not go on. I was like, wait a second. She did go on to win Rome, USA's, and Worlds, but then she ended the season, which felt abrupt, weird. Even Sydney ran one race after. Now with the LA move, she's going to film premieres 80 for Brady. Wait, did she really go to 80 for Brady film premiere? That's kind of hilarious. That's funny. That's awesome, actually. <laughs> A movie I have when I saw that movie, zero I thought desire it was, to see. But I saw that movie, and I didn't think it was real. I thought it was like an SNL. It thing. absolutely looks like an SNL skit. Yeah, yeah. Um Anyway, he says he has the sense that the love of competing is lacking or the fear of losing is over uh, overwhelming. Um, Noah Cabet turbo button is electric. It sure feels like New Balance forbade their athletes. Bromel running at Clemson, really, from competing at Milrose. So that's the second email that's wrote in about yeah. that. I don't know. Were we not CC'd? I, I say I missed, I missed that uh, press release. Weak sauce, and I kind of want to hear Jason rip them a new one. <laughs> Uh, I don't know if Jason's going to rip him a new one, but it's lame though. I agree. The weak sauce is accurate. If it's true, if it's true, yeah. we don't know if it's true. I can roll uh, with it. Nike's was... not sponsoring me. Okay. Well, no, no, it's new balance. He said new balance forbade them. There was a funny moment when Connor Burns sub four high school milers, a junior who ran the B section versus pros and collegians came to watch the high school only mile in the row in front of me. I pictured him being like Kipchoge dismissively watching Farah and being like, Oh cool. A tactical four or nine miler. <laughs> Uh, Yared Nagus looks a lot like Daniel Coleman with the arm action and deceptively raking stride. I know you guys aren't XC guys, but everyone uh, we'd want outside of Grant and Jakob is running at Worlds. It should be great. Sorry for the super long email. No, don't apologize. No, I'm excited. For, I am a cross yeah, country he's in. guy. I just It hit its peak clearly in 19 – when I was – before I was born, basically. <laughs> um, I don't know. Any of these other points besides – I mean, what about the thing, Mo? I think – I mean, she's competed for a long time, right? She ran all those AAU meets. She'd run the 200, the 400, the 800, the 1500. Um, she wasn't someone who came to track 
late in high school and then got a college scholarship and moved from there. Like she's been doing track for an awfully long time. Um, so it, yeah, she's gotten accustomed to, to winning. One thing I, you know, and we brought this up before with, with Sydney running that 60, you didn't think it was a big deal, but I do think it is good for an athlete to be able to lose, even though, even if it's not your main event, but if you're that public, you don't really want to take any losses. I get it. If I was like that, I wouldn't either. <laughs> you know, because I wouldn't want to have to explain to people, yeah, I lost, but it wasn't my main event. Especially if you're trying to – if you have an audience that's more mainstream track or more mainstream just sports fans or mainstream just people. I don't know what a mainstream person would be. But you get what I'm saying, right? Like W or L is all that matters to them. So I think it was – Good that she did that and lost. I have no idea about Mo. I know she dropped out of that mile. She was doing really good and then felt like I guess I just didn't follow the follow up that closely. So I don't I don't know if there's anything to this or there's not. What do you think? Yeah, it's really hard to tell, obviously. Um she doesn't run much, which you know, can she she it obviously hasn't limited her success, is is the thing at this point, right? Like it's but I yeah, of course, would love to see her compete more because she's so good and so much fun. Didn't to she watch. run a lot last year though? Like didn't indoors she? last year, she ran a lot though, right? She was running miles, and didn't she run like a thousand or something? I feel like she. Let's see. So last year she ran <clears throat> uh, an indoor mile, and then DNF'd another one. That was it indoors, and that was okay. it indoors. Gotcha. Okay, I'm remembering. I guess I just remember the two that she did. And then outdoors, she ran, she jogged a 400 in 51.7, and then kind of jogged one in 50.4. She ran two <laughs> 600s. Yeah, one was at Penn, though. That was a real six. That was yeah. a real race. And then was in she there. competed in four 800s. I mean, you know, USA's and, and <clears throat> Worlds, obviously, three mm-hmm. races each, but she literally yeah. ran in four meets, which, you know, is a little bit of the Sydney. Uh, vibe mm-hmm. um but again they're two of the most successful runners in the world so but I, but i like yeah so i just don't know um mm-hmm. but i would love to see her run more and i don't know if there's anything you know if she has that like kind of whatever it is like desperate fear of losing and i mean she doesn't lose so maybe it's just it's, it's so hard for her to accept any sort of defeat um which wouldn't be shocking but uh, I hope it doesn't prevent her from competing in the eight and the four. I mean, you know, the eight's not a foregone conclusion with how good Keeley is. Uh, the four, you know, if you got Sydney in there, that's going to be really tough. But she's legit great in both. So I don't know. Obviously, we, she, we just don't know anything, you know, if this is the, the case or what. She, but she, that last year was like her first year being pro. So the sample size is still tiny. I, but I, with pros that you don't trend to more races. Usually tr- you trend to fewer races. But let's go back to 2021 when she was in college. Guess how many 4 by 4s she ran in college? Oh, yeah. She had to run five or six. 14. Oh, my God. She ran on 14 4 by 4s her freshman year at A&M between indoors and outdoors. She ran an outdoor 1500. She ran three indoor 600s. She ran... Well, outdoors she ran, you know, USA's and 
in Tokyo, and then she ran pre-classic. She ran an indoor 600. She ran three indoor 400s, including the NCAA championship. Uh, outdoors, she ran uh, SEC championships, and then she ran the prelims, and then she ran NCAAs. I thought in college that, that that's a lot of running, obviously, with, with the 4x4s, but relays are fun. So it's cool to get the work in when you're doing something fun with the team. Her overall race count wasn't crazy when you just look at, oh, she had two indoor 400s. And, you know, these are, I'm talking about SEC championships. I'm talking USA's, NCAA. This is including all the, the big meets as well. I thought they did a good job handling her race load considering she was going to have to be good at the end of the year if she was going to get that gold medal in Tokyo. Which when you started the year, you – she had an outside shot at it, and then she very quickly became the favorite for it. And they adjusted or they stuck to their plan. I don't know what they did, but they seemed like it was it was solid. Yeah, she barely ran the 800 that year, too, but she was running everything else. You know, everything else. And, I, and I think it's it's probably a tough adjustment to go from that to just running a handful of times because the few times you do run then, you probably feel like you're under the microscope because you run – you run a bad four by four leg in college or, you know, a lackluster 800. Well, in two weeks you're going to line up again because your coach is going to tell you, we need you to line up again. And then you run great. And then you forget all about the race that was two weeks ago. And then when you get to be a pro, it's the opposite. It's, it's a lot of sitting around and waiting and managing races and not running that much. But you can also run more than this. Sure. You could run as much as you ran in college, Theoretically, there's no reason you could run more. Yeah, I mean, like, but so it's the like, trend and, and is, it was, you know, it's we've got, we really have, like I said, one year post college data. So if this year, again, she runs, you know, if she runs, I don't know, one or two 400s and then four 800s, I'll be bummed out because I want to see her run more. Yeah. Um, obviously, if she wins another gold medal, she won't be bummed out. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if you're watching your biggest competition kind of crush indoors right now. I don't know if that does anything for you or if you're just like, mm-hmm. hey, I've won the last two gold medals. What do I have to worry about? Yeah. I don't know. It'll be interesting. Like, I, I will. I, I want to see her run more and it'll. I'll, I'm kind of curious, like, how her outdoor schedule would work. I mean, could she run indoors? Sure. Does it really matter to run indoors? No. Are we used to stars skipping indoors? Yes, all the time. So I, yeah. I wanted to run outdoors, though. Uh, like she, which she will, but I wanted to run it like more often. She's literally twenty. No, no, yeah, it's it's insane. Like she, this is be this will be her junior year. In actually, wait, when was the? Did she get a COVID year back? I guess she didn't. That was her senior year of high school. But yeah, she'd be in her third year of college. It just – I hope that like they're taking their time and making decisions that are prioritizing her enjoyment and her fulfillment and her having fun because she obviously is enormously talented and she's going to be great for a really long time as long as she you know, continues to, to, to like doing what she's doing. But that's that's why I wonder. Some some people I think would be like, "Hey, I want to race a lot, or at least r- race frequently enough to where I'm in the routine, and one race doesn't carry this 
all this weight of, oh my gosh, this person's finally running. Like this person, they're going to, they're going to show up. This is going to be good because we waited for forever. That's why when I watch, look at the Bowerman schedule and how infrequently they race, I, I would be terrified. <laughs> right. Yeah. What happens if you screw up that one 5,000 right. that everything is hinging on? That they have four rabbits lined up for, and you've flown all the way across the country, or actually, a lot of times they run it in Portland. But you know what I mean? Like, you want to have the feeling of, okay, I can take a big swing here because if I screw it up, I'll get another shot. Not this is it. <laughs> this is my Super Bowl in in mid May, and then I'm gonna run one more time at USA's. I guess it builds in you the idea of needing to compete on the days when you're ready to compete. But man, it's pretty rare in a lot of other sports to compete that infrequently unless you're Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. <laughs> or a boxer, right? Yeah. Or, or you're Well, and it's more surprising too like marathon- I, guess- I mean it's it, it it's like a marathoner schedule almost. Hey, a tune-up race, then a big race, and then a tune-up race, and then a big race. So you're running what, four or five times a year, and all of those are expected to be great. But the re- they do that out of necessity. Right. Yeah, and I guess it's weird with, you know, I guess with Sydney and, and Mo, they're both so young, but they've also had so much success. So it's usually you get the young, crazy good athlete competes a, 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 at least a good amount um, in their first few few years pro. But they're also usually not this good, um, and then usually mm-hmm. they, you know, it seems like most, not all, compete a little less as they go on because sponsorship reasons and just in general, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, it's like both of them are obviously ahead of schedule as far as just like, hey, I'm you know multi gold medalist while I'm 20 years old. Um, so yeah, it's it's an interesting thing. But I, yeah, I hope she runs a little more, and and maybe it was yeah the the 20. The, the season last year was like, yeah, I ran a thousand races the year before. I'm gonna take it a little easier this year. Yeah, well, and she I wasn't think, quite as good last year. I think, well, yeah, which is interesting, right? Yeah. The the thing that yielded the faster times was coming off of the all those races, but which I we're just used think, to seeing college athletes struggle in that situation. Yeah, exactly. But not her. Everything worked out really well in 2021. Yeah, it, it. I guess it's just early with these when these athletes go pro after their freshman year, and then they have two years in the pros. You just you assume they're way older than they are. You assume their careers way longer. Or someone like Ajay Wilson who never competed in college. You just like you look up and you're like, oh, okay, how how old? Okay, she'd be what year in college? And and you forget just how new they are to all of it, and they have the level of success that they did. But I think if you win a gold medal, it just changes everything, doesn't it? Oh, absolutely. And if More, you win them two in a row and don't lose a race for however long now, like yeah, it's just because yeah. then your 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 whole mentality is different, and the whole idea of okay, how many people? If you're just looking at it from a com- competition standpoint and not a professional, I need to make this many appearances to fulfill sponsor obligations or to grow my brand or whatever. Say you're just looking at it from a pure pure competition standpoint. How many people in the world can give her a race that's better preparation than something she could do in a workout? At least one. 
one, right? But that's a Sydney. It's basically zero. Yeah. But with Mo, it's one. You could say, all right, well, maybe you know, maybe more or maybe some yeah, one fifty. Like, yeah. yeah, there's some a lot of one. Maybe Ajay Wilson, right? Some maybe the list is five or ten. And then what are the odds that those people are going to be in that same race that lines up with your schedule? It gets to be a lower number at that point. And that's what I think probably goes into it versus if you're sixth in the world, which is still really good, that number is so much bigger of the amount of people who can give you a race or the amount of people that if you run against them and beat them, you're going to get this big confidence boost from. If you're number one, who you can't beat anybody and get more confidence from that, I don't think. I've never been number one in anything, but I just that that would be my my thought. It's all avoiding the loss as opposed to gaining anything with the win. I don't know. I think her competing against Keely, I think you gain something from that for sure. But well, but she has more to lose than to gain. Is my, what I'm I saying. mean, kind of, but like also, I mean, losing a whatever you know, Diamond League race against Hodgkinson. Like I, overall, I mean, yeah, she lost, and then it's like, hey, her hasn't lost an 800 since whatever year, right? Streak is over. Fine. But does that actually, does that actually mean something? No, not to us on the outside. We'd say, oh man, this just got more interesting. But But it's like, do you want to take this thing? This is like, Hey, I'm going to wait for the biggest race of the season when everything is on the line to like get a feel for what they're going to run. That's, that's my point. Like from a from a pure strategic standpoint, I could see it going both ways. Some people might really like it, and some people might hate it. Yeah, I just feel like you'd want some some more reps. Like if you're like, man, Ke- you know, Keely looks really good. Like, let's see if if I put if I push and I run one fifty five five. How can she do that right now? Or like, where is she at? Because it's they're the only ones, pretty much who who you know who can push each other to greater lengths yeah. right so it's yeah. like an idea of hey what what is their top end because like mm-hmm. maybe keely's a 154 two runner and maybe that's just like the and then, and then you were like oh wow i ran 154 eight and she blew by me down the stretch like and it changes the way you run i just feel like you'd want that information going into the race as opposed to going well here i am season on the line i've raced three 800s and I dominate yeah. all of them because I'm better than everybody else. So here we go. But similar to what she did. Well, last year she got pushed in USA's by Aji Wilson, but that you're describing not just her plan, but no, it, it, it happens all the time. I, I you With know, I'm not saying she's athletes. wrong or even, any, but I'm just, to me, that's like, that's a flawed mindset. And maybe, Maybe well, it, no, not. I, I, well, you know, I, I think it's flawed for for some athletes, but for some it clearly works. And I know you, I, I you know got the why. rounds and everything like that, but I just I don't know. I mean, I feel like if you it, you know, and if you're Usain Bolt in his prime, then yeah, you can mess around all season and it does nothing matters, right? And it, and I think Mo has been that level, and she was in 2021, in 2022. There, you know, she had some real good races, and her best competition is like the same age as her. Yeah, and uh, you know, maybe improving at that level too. So it's. Yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of unknown, and I can't wait to see them race. And I don't expect to see them race until World Championships, unfortunately. Yeah, I don't either. And from a fan perspective, it's clear we just want to see them race. But strategic, Gordon and I were talking about the same thing today on the pod, and it's just 
I'm inclined to think of it in that way of, yeah, there's pluses and minuses. Like, uh, like it's going to be each individual person's preference on how they want to play the regular season since the regular season doesn't matter at all, right? There's no medals given out for it. Everybody's goal and what they're remembered for is what they do basically in one race every year. Right. That's how, that's how the sport works. And I can see some – it's the same thing. Some people like to race from the front and some people like to come from behind. It's sort of sort of similar. I can see some people wanting to know a lot and wanting to have the experience and not have the first time you're running against someone that year be at the biggest stage. And some people say, I'm the favorite, so I'm just going to do what I do and then I'll beat you just like I beat you the last couple times. That would terrify me, but again, I'm not good. No, for sure. And I, I, yeah, I mean, I I get, I can't speak from that place because I've never been that, but man, yeah, it's like, yeah, guess what? If you lose in Lausanne, damn, that sucks. Well, I'll have another chance at the World Championships. If you lose the World Championships, yes, a little medal, which is still really good, but yeah, you're, it's a way bigger deal. Yeah. It's fun to see, you know, training with, she's training with Kersey now, who's, coached some of the most high profile athletes in the sport so he's used to that right so uh, I'm, i'll be interested to see what the results are this year all right we'll leave it there house of run at gmail.com is the email address house of run at gmail.com thanks everybody for writing in some great emails hope everybody enjoys u.s indoors but most importantly world cross-country championships friends in australia write in Write in while you're watching the 4x2K. Write in after the 4x2K ends. Let us know how you're celebrating, what what the country's doing, how they're feeling. I want to hear it all. Jason, great show. Thank you so much. Yes, Guinness. Apparently King Charles is getting coronated while I'm there now. I don't like this. Oh, we forgot about Ted Lasso, too. Oh, yeah. Well, we're at 100 minutes, so...